welcome fans of Florp, of Bobby Wonder, but most of all, fans of math. <laughs> I bet you thought I was going to say only fans of Grabstack. I like to change it up sometimes. Keeping it fresh is the best way to ensure radio success, you know. Make them think they know what's coming and then boom, change it up. <laughs> Which is why today we're not doing math problems. We're learning how to throw a party. Well, we're also doing math problems, but I asked Carl, the station manager, if he could program the mathematic to help me with planning a birthday party. <laughs> See, it's Mr. Paperclip's birthday, and I promised I would throw a shindig for everyone in the cast of The Grass Grows Slowest in the Outfield, a riveting play set in the 1920s about a young paperclip who gets put in the outfield and watches the grass grow. Spoiler alert, it grows slower than the grass near first base. But of course it does, because it's a metaphor for life. How is it a metaphor for life? How should I know? I'm a writer, not an oracle. Oh, I hear Carl firing up the mathematics, which means we're close to starting the first round. The rules of playing against the mathematics are simple. We get three problems for three rounds and ten seconds to solve each problem. And heck, if you need more time, you can always pause the show. I don't mind waiting. And like I said, today we're doing math problems that'll help me plan my party for Mr. Paperclip and the cast of my new play. So we're getting two grab stacks with one flarshmarfler, as the saying goes on Florp. <sighs> Makes more sense if you know Florp, I guess. All right, solvers, do you have your pencil and paper? Helps if you write things down, and that goes for math and planning a party. I got my little yellow math book and my pencil ready. If you don't have yours, just go get them. It's almost time to start. Oh, and I hear Carl printing out the first question. Ready for round one. And the question is... Crabstack needs to buy enough cups for everyone to eat at the party. If there are ten people coming and everyone will use at least two cups... How many cups do we need? Ready, solvers? Ten seconds on the clock, let's go! Okay, I hope those are disposable cups, because that sure sounds like a lot of dishes post-party. That's a little tippy for throwing a party. Try to minimize the amount of dishes you have to do. It's actually just kind of good life advice in general. Write that down on your piece of paper, folks. Okay, let's get back to the question, because I actually need to know the answer. If there are ten people coming, and they each will use two cups at least, then that means we need to multiply ten times two, which equals twenty. We need at least 20 cups for the party. Oh, dear. I think I might buy 25 just to be safe. What if someone wants a third cup? Okay, moving on to round two. I got my cup situation all sorted out. Let's see what else we have to solve for this here party. Round two. The question is, Grabstack puts up 50 balloons and 25 streamers for the party. Oh, this seems like too many, so he takes down 12 balloons and 10 streamers. How many decorations does he have to return to the store? 10 seconds on the clock. Ready? Go!
This is a very true statement here. I definitely found the decorations to be overkill. I mean, 50 balloons? Who did I think I was throwing a party for? The Queen of England? <sighs> well, let's look at this question again. Actually seems like we don't need to deal with the first part at all. Well, that makes it easier because now we're just looking for how many decorations I have to return. Because we don't really need to think about how many are left over. I'm just interested in how much money I can get back for these extra decorations, you know? Which means we just have to add up how many I took down, which would be 12 balloons and 10 streamers. So 12 plus 10, well, that's 22. Which means I have to return 22 decorations to the store. Whew, that one almost tricked us into doing more math than we needed. Okay, third round and final question. The question is, Grabstack is baking a cake for the party. If he divides the cake into eighths and there are 10 people at the party, will everyone get a piece of cake? All right, 10 seconds on the clock, let's go. Hmm, all right, if I divide the cake into eights, I mean, I guess that means there'll be, well, eight pieces. Oh dear, well, if there's only eight pieces, then certainly not enough for 10 people. I wonder if I can cut some pieces a little smaller and make it into tenths. Oh, no, 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 I can't shortchange people on cake. Everyone knows the key to a good party is really good cake. I guess I'll just need to bake a bigger cake. Well, that's it for the Mathematic Party Planning Extravaganza. Thank you so much for helping me solve my party problems. And now I just need to get back to fixing everything up so Mr. Paperclip is happy with his birthday party, which means I need to get to baking a new cake and pronto. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to another episode of Grape Stacks Radio Show Mathematic Extravaganza! What makes it an extravaganza? Well, we have three math problems to solve. Three of anything makes it an extravaganza. Or it makes a crowd. I don't think we can say three math problems makes a crowd. Just doesn't sound right. So, extravaganza it is. Plus, I never miss an opportunity to be part of an extravaganza. If it says extravaganza, I am in. Seafood extravaganza, in. Shopping extravaganza, doubly in. I bet that last one involves an inordinate amount of socks from my toesies, and I would certainly never turn my nose up at an opportunity like that. I hear the mathematic chugging away in the next room, which means Carl, the station manager's fired up the old machine, and we're almost ready for the first round. The rules of the game are simple. We have three rounds where I read a math question, and then you have ten seconds to solve it. Of course, you can always pause the show if you need a little more time. I don't mind waiting for you. In honor of it being fall, today's show is fall-themed. I love the fall with all of its colors and school starting again. There's nothing like the smell of fresh pencils in the fall, I'll tell you that much. Oh, speaking of pencils, have you got your pencil ready for some math problems? I recommend a piece of paper, too. Having a pencil without paper would just be silly. <laughs> All right, I hear the first question printing off. Round one! The question is... Lucy Wow bought 300 pieces of paper to write her invention ideas on. If she has used 35 pieces so far, how many pieces of paper does she have left? 
Ten seconds are on the clock. Ready? Go! If Lucy Wow already used 35 pieces of paper, well, I really hope that's to detail one very brilliant idea that will absolutely work perfectly rather than 35 ideas that'll work well, shall we say, less than perfectly. I can't take another Robozuki roaming around Pflugerville. Either way, if she has 300 pieces of paper and has used 35 of them, then I guess we have to take 35 away from 300. Okay, let's see. 299, 298, 297. What's that, Carl? I'm counting down 35 times. Oh, what do you mean that's not the most effective way to solve the problem? Okay, fine. I guess I'll just use this pencil and paper then. <sighs> okay, take away the five. Carry that, and here we go. Oh, the answer's 265. Lucy Wow would have 265 pieces of paper left. I hope she uses them to remind herself to double-check her inventions are in good working order. <laughs> All right, moving on to round two. Question is, Bobby Wonder has 12 pencils when he starts the school year. By the end of the first month of school, he's lost half of them. How many pencils does he have left? Ready, solvers? Ten seconds on the clock, let's go! Oh, Bobby, how could you lose half of the pencils in the first month? We need those for writing our math problems down. It's hard to keep a pencil fresh with Bobby, though, because sometimes bigger problems pop up right in the middle of us doing some homework, and then he has to fly off and save Pflugerville from something or other. And it's pretty easy to lose a pencil when you're fighting 10,000 boulders that are also mighty Mila. <sighs> really goes to the bottom of the list of things you're thinking about, but let's get back to the problem. If he has lost half of them, then that means we have to divide by two. So, 12 divided by two is six, which means Bobby still has six pencils to make it through the rest of the school year with. Oh, you can do it, Bobby. Just hand me the pencil when you fly off, okay? <laughs> I'll keep them safe in my pouch, and then we'll keep ourselves rich in pencils, which is how I always prefer to be. Okay. Moving on to round three. We're doing great, people. Okay, the final question is, Robozuki is trying to clean up the leaves outside of Mighty Mila's hideout. He sucks up 72 orange leaves, 14 brown leaves, and 25 yellow leaves with his tractor beam. How many leaves are now stuck to Robozuki's eye? Okay, solvers. 10 seconds, ready, set, go! Well, this mental image is just priceless. I bet you didn't think it through when you went to clean up those leaves, did you, Robozuki? Now they're stuck to your eyeball, and where are you even gonna put them? Oh dear, I hope he's not thinking of putting them on Bobby Wonder's lawn. We just raked out there. Okay, okay, let's solve the problem before anyone gets any big ideas. If he sucks up 72 orange leaves, 14 brown leaves, and 25 yellow leaves, then all we have to do is add all of those up. 
So, if we add them all together, that makes... 111 leaves! Well, that's a lot of leaves to be stuck to his tractor beam eyeball. But he brought it on himself, really. And he better leave them on himself and not dump them anywhere near Bobby's house. That's three question solvers. We did it again. We knocked our fall-themed mathomatic right out of the park. Come back tomorrow for some twisty-turny riddles that'll be sure to turn our brain into pretzels. And who knows? Maybe we will have some pretzels to celebrate. Welcome, fans of Florp, of Bobby Wonder, but most of all, fans of me, Grapsack. We are back with another episode of Grabstack's radio show, Mathematic Edition! This week we take on the mighty mathematic, that devious machine bent on delivering math problems that we just have to solve. Hmm. I guess when I put it that way, the mathematic doesn't sound so devious. More helpful, really, because when it comes to math, practice is the name of the game. <laughs> I guess the mathematic is helping us practice. But who wants a friendly game show? Not me, so we take on the mathematic of doom. Oh no, I think doom might be coming off a little strong there. <clears throat> Let me try that again. The mathematic of perplexing problems. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I think that strikes just the right note. The rules of defeating the mathematic are simple. Carl, the station manager, will print off three problems for three rounds, and for each round, I will read the question, and then you get 10 seconds to solve it. If you need more than 10 seconds, you can always pause the show. I don't mind waiting for you. I also recommend grabbing a pencil and a paper to solve your problems so it's much easier when you write things down. I have mine right here. I got my little yellow math journal and my pencil with a little pig eraser. Why a pig, you ask? <laughs> because pigs are great at math, or at least I assume they are. Otherwise, how could they have built those little houses out of straw and bricks and sticks? After all, engineering takes a lot of math, you know? Although, to be fair, two of those houses got blown down, so maybe they made some errors in their calculations. In which case, pigs maybe weren't so good at math. Well, too late now. I've already committed to this pig as my math good luck charm. <sighs> Let's see if it works. I hear the mathematic chugging away, which means Carl must be printing out the first question. It sounds like today our questions will be all carnival-themed. Oh, that's great. I love a good carnival. I hope I don't get distracted by thoughts of carnival food, though. Oh, it's so endlessly delicious. All right, let's start off the first round. And the first question is... The cotton candy man makes 85 bushels of cotton candy for the fair. He sells 32 bushels. How much cotton candy does he have left over? Ready, solvers? 10 seconds on the clock. Let's go! Oh, cotton candy sounds like such a treat. I think every math problem that has food in it ought to come with a free sample of whatever they're talking about. That's how it is with schmath on floor. Well, schmath is mostly just food. I don't know how many problems we're solving. Unless the uh, problem is that you're hungry, in which case we nail it every time. But honestly, how am I supposed to focus on a question about cotton candy when I don't have any cotton candy? Uh, I guess I'll just have to imagine I have cotton candy. I can do that. Okay, here I go. 
I am imagining that I am hanging out at the carnival next to the cotton candy stand and eating 32 bushels of cotton candy. That's right, I'm eating them all! And then the cotton candy man is incredulous because he made 85 and now I've eaten 32 of them. Which means if he took 32 away from 85, he would have... 53! The answer is 53! Oh, I better eat faster. That's a lot of cotton candy I'm going to have to get through. Oh, what's that, Carl? Oh, we got the answer, so it's time to move on to round two. Hey, don't rush me. I want to finish my cotton candy. Ha ha ha, that's a joke. Okay, fine. Let's move on. Round two. The question is, there are ten rides at the carnival. Bobby Wonder wants to ride each one three times. How many times does he get on a ride? All right, 10 seconds are on the clock. Ready, set, go! Oh, that Bobby Wonder. I can't believe he wants to ride each ride three times. I bet they're all fast and designed to make you toss your cookies. Ugh, I hope I'm not hanging out in his belt for this question. Okay, let's see. If he wants to ride each ride three times, then we need to multiply 10 times three, which is 30. Tea and waffles, 30 rides would be a lot of rides. Let's definitely imagine that I am not in his belt for this. So, all right, solvers, we're cooking with carnival gas here. Let's move on to the next question, round three. Question is, it costs $1 to play the ring toss. If you have $5, how many times can you play the ring toss? Are you ready? 10 seconds are on the clock. Let's go! Well, I don't know. Can't you just give the man $5 and have him tell me? Oh, Carl's saying that's not a very good strategy because the other man might not know either, which means I would have to know how much of my own money I'm spending. Oh, that's so much responsibility. I can't think with this sort of pressure. Oh, what do we do here, Carl? Divide? Carl says any number divided by one equals itself, which means five divided by one equals more cotton candy. Oh, no, wait, no, it equals five. Ooh, which means we can play the ring toss five times. We got it, solvers. Three for three, as we do. Friday is listener mailbag. If you have a question you'd like to ask me, write to me at grabstack at gokidgo.com. It can really be anything you like. I just love getting mail, and your question could be read live on the air. Oh, it's all very exciting. And while you're writing to me, check out the www.gokidgo.com website. There's all sorts of fun things to do there. You could color in a picture of my face. Yeah, it's true. All right, until next time, listeners, Crabstick signing off. Go Kid Go.